This is a variety show with no particular niche, baby. It's always about hanging out. Maybe we'll laugh at some stuff, maybe we'll learn something new, but it's always about hanging out, me and you. Welcome to That Thing with James. I'm your host, James, and I am back. Now you may be wondering, hey, where was the episode last week? To which I say, quit obsessing over me. Why are you so obsessed with me? Please, please leave me alone. I was sick for a whole fucking week. Maybe five. I don't think I felt fully better until the seventh day. I started feeling ill. Mm, Let's see. This is Sunday, March 27th. And I started feeling ill after a at the end of like months of being extremely busy and then a week like one week it it just culminated into so much fucking work and and just work related stress on top of me trying to do my own shit and live life and i ended up getting sick i got some kind of stomach bug on Wednesday, see, this is the 27th, and this won't come out until, like, uh, Friday, the, I don't know, beginning of April or something, I don't know, I don't have a calendar in my brain, I got sick on a Wednesday, so, as of right now, as of this recording, I, I fell ill, like, to, actually, Thursday, it was, it was St. Patrick's Day, the 20th, whatever the the 17th that's it i always think it's the 14th and that was the problem with the last episodes i fell ill on saint patrick's day see i was again in the midst of lots and lots of of busy work i've got like an a new commission for my day job and i have my reasons for not wanting to talk about the day job stuff and And I may talk about that in the bonus episode, but I try to keep a solid, rock-solid wall between day job and my personal pursuits. So, um, uh, again, I, I may talk more about that in the bonus episode, but regardless, so Thursday, St. Patrick's Day, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, and this is like, the work I'm doing is taking hours past what I expected it to just because I wanted to get it done before like four or five. And I ended up working until probably seven, I think. And around four o'clock by four o'clock, I was like, you know what? It's St. Patrick's day. It's my second favorite holiday in the year. And I'm going to have a Guinness. And uh, I had bought a six pack of Guinness bottled like 12 fluid ounce, which is a, is a little disappointing. It's not super easy to find uh, the Guinness that I wanted. I wanted a full pint can of like extra stout, but I couldn't find that. Um, I just found some basic ass, uh, you know, 12, 12 and a half fluid ounce bottles. And when I poured it, it, it didn't get the head. And mind you, I, I know how to pour Guinness. I know how to do it right. But I feel like there's just less nitrogen in this because it's made expressly to drink from the bottle. So they probably they probably um, engender it with less nitrogen. However, 
Um, after my first Guinness, I, I poured it into a glass while I was, you know, finishing up, trying to wrap up my work, poured it into the glass and um, it hit me. And Guinness does not have a very high alcohol content, especially compared to, say, you know, an IPA, which I'm not a fan of IPA. The, the sours, the too hoppy stuff, I don't really like that. I like more of a rounded, earthy kind of a kind of a drink, you know, pilsners, that kind of thing. And, and stouts, I like stouts. Coffee stouts, though, not so much. I, I'm not a fan of all stouts, but... Um, you know, microbreweries and shit like that um, tend to get extra hoppy and sour, and I'm not a fan of those. Regardless, regardless. After the first Guinness, I felt like this thing has hit me as if I had drank uh, three IPAs, which is fucking weird. But I kept going because uh, I don't I don't drink very often at all anymore for good reason because once i start like once i pop that top i just can't stop you know booze is like pringles for me i will suck it down i'm a thirsty boy so i have to be careful with alcohol it also runs in the family so um yeah i have, I have to be careful but first guinness i felt kind of fucked up but i was like uh, maybe it's just because this is like the first drink i've had like all of 2020. So then I just pop open the second Guinness. And by the second one, I felt kind of fucked up. It was bizarre. And then I made myself some vodka cocktails, you know, that is take a couple plugs, not big ones, just a couple little plugs out of the bottle and then uh, make a little cocktail, a little double cranberry vodka. I like cranberry vodka. Fuck off. <laughs> what is it, your period? That's from a movie. Um, but yeah, I ended up feeling awful. So by the time it felt dark outside, I just felt sick, like dizzy and felt like I might vomit. And I also felt kind of constipated. I realized I hadn't pooped yet this day. And then, you know, by the time nightfall rolls around, I, I, I sleep terribly. Like, I barely get any sleep at all. I keep waking up. And every time, it just, my gut feels worse and worse. And the next day, I just feel hungover, but not necessarily in, in like a alcohol withdrawal kind of way. Just that my digestive area system was all fucked up. And, um, and that's when I realized, wait, I didn't poop yesterday and I'm having some weird poops right now. And slowly throughout the day after St. Patrick's Day, I started realizing, wait, this, what I'm experiencing and what I experienced yesterday has nothing, not so much to do with the alcohol. Because all in all, I didn't have that much really at all. And, um... I've got a I've got a stomach bug. No idea where it came from. I heard maybe one had been going around uh, in some other towns, but something happened and my stomach felt fucked up for like a week. And um, so by Friday, you know, it was Thursday, St. Patrick's Day. Friday, I realized, wait, 
this isn't just the booze. I think I'm sick. Saturday, I felt awful. Absolutely awful. And Sunday rolled around and I still felt not very good. So I decided, better part of valor, I'm just going to take it easy. Because I'm sure if I go out to record the podcast this week, this will only prolong me not feeling well and delay me getting better. So that's why there was no episode last week. I, your boy was ill, um, but I feel better now. And I've also been dealing with the tax stuff, dealing as in doing my taxes. Usually I do, I know, super, <laughs> super interesting. God, I am, you know, I'm in my mid-30s now. I'm on the cusp no, I think I'm technically like at the beginning of mid-30s because I'm 34. I'm in the first quarter of being 34. Q1 of 3-4. And um, feeling ill and doing taxes are subjects that I find interesting now <laughs> that I used to just try to avoid because they would stress me out. And now it still stresses me out, but... I get over it a lot quicker than I used to. Now, I used to, I've always done my taxes on TurboTax, uh, but this year, TurboTax does not have a free file, except at the very last minute, they did like this thing where simple tax returns only, which is if you get a W-2, and you have until the end of March um, to file quote-unquote simple tax returns on TurboTax. But prior to, I'd always done TurboTax. Um, but I get 1099s. That's how I've been for the past um, almost a decade. I think next year, uh, spring of next year, it will be a decade that I have been self-employed. Um, you know, independent contractor. And that means I get a 1099 NEC, which is a new thing that would be non-employed compensation. Um, wait, NEC is not non-employed. It's non-employee compensation. Um, but I can't, I can't use TurboTax like I usually do. And I usually get fucked around tax time because as a self-employed person, I don't get any taxes or, or social security or Medicare withheld. I have to pay that stuff myself, 100% out of pocket. And usually, you know, like the markup before I, you know, count deductions and stuff like that, which I, I do get some better deductions and certainly this year, for, for the 2021 taxes, I've got better deductions than I've ever had uh, because the um, current administration has expanded a lot of these things. But usually I end up having to pay uh, around $4,000. Kind of give you an idea of how much money I, ma I make slash don't make. Um, I'm, I've been for the past decade at... Um, for a while, I've been below. Usually, I'm at or just barely above. Barely. Like a half step above the poverty line. 
And um, yet I still have to pay like $4,000. So I have to set aside a lot of money throughout the year. And, um, but that's been through TurboTax. However, this year I can't use TurboTax. Well, I mean, I could, but I do not want to pay those criminals. And that's a whole other thing. The company that owns TurboTax, the company's called Intuit, is in a lot of legal trouble. Plus this company, Intuit, and H&R Block spend uh, an uh, exorbitant amount of money lobbying Congress to make and keep uh, the tax and taxing process in the United States extremely um, complicated and, uh, what's the word, I'm opaque, very opaque and complicated. And every year as uh, going through TurboTax, I would go through like this questionnaire of, uh, you know, just answering different questions about my income situation, my living situation, my uh, deduction, things I, I can, you know, knock off of what I have to pay in taxes. These things are always worded in an extremely, extremely vague, opaque and oblique, complicated way. And I'm no dummy. I've got a crazy high reading comprehension level. Like, I, I'm, I'm a smart cookie. I'll say that. I'm a smart cookie. And this stuff is so extremely complicated for me. And for the longest time, I thought, maybe I'm just dumb. And, you know, I would research this stuff just because that's what I do. I'm, I'm curious and I want to know things. If I don't know it, I want to learn it. And come to find out, so much finance stuff and tax stuff and um, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the big gambling ring, what's it called? Wall Street. Um, that stuff is not as complicated as the companies and the, you know, main mainstream people who do it make it seem. It's actually much more simple than it sounds. They just make it sound more complicated than it is to make it difficult to access and to understand for people outside the club. Hopefully that makes sense. It's not as complicated as they make it sound. And the reason they make this stuff sound complicated and add all these extra steps is so that they can sneak in some bullshit. Some bullshit that companies like Intuit are currently in court right now being sued by, I think, the FEC or something. They're in trouble with feds right now. Um because they've been doing all sorts of stuff. That's a big story. Uh, I don't need to get into that right now. Regardless, I went to Reddit to look up, okay, where uh, where can I file my taxes for free? Because uh, part of a you know federal stipulation with these tax companies is that they must, offer you a free filing option. There has to be a free option. And Intuit has nixed that. And that's part of what triggered the big, big um, 
court case that they're going through, which is not really being publicized. You don't hear about it in the news in the news so much, but it's been going on for a minute now. I think it started up last year. I think I'm, I don't know for sure, but um, according to Reddit, and I I went back for years and years and years because. God damn it, I was researching, I, and, and I am thorough in my research. Everyone on, uh, you know, the vast majority of people who are, you know, personal finance, self-employed, yada, yada, finance bros and that stuff, swear up and down about this website called freetaxusa.com. And so I checked it out. And it's not as pretty as um, uh, TurboTax was, however... It is much more, I have found as I've gone through the process, much more comprehensible. It actually tells you straightforward what this is. It seems more thorough to me. It's not nearly as confusing. Now, there were some things that I had to look up, but the language they use is direct. If they ask, you know, what's your... Like, do you have a home office? How big is it? That sort of thing. Questions that would have, you know, caused me minutes to read and reread on TurboTax to try to figure out exactly what the fuck they were asking and what the implications and ramifications would and were be. <laughs> That's not a problem with this free tax USA. It's so much more straightforward. And also, the number of what I owe the Fed this year or for the year of 2021 is one quarter, basically one quarter the size of what I have owed every other year, according to TurboTax. And I thought, maybe I fucked up. What did I do wrong? Because that's my, my default. If, if something seems off, I put the onus on myself. I automatically try to think, what did I do wrong? And then I will try to you know debunk it, see if I made a mistake. And then eventually, I may or may not arrive at the conclusion that, oh no, I did this exactly right. So something else must be happening here. And I looked back at my old documentation my old uh, 1040 forms, returns, etc. And things haven't changed that much. Now, unfortunately, I'm not getting the uh, substantial, not, not huge amount of money that I used to get, but the substantial plus difference that I used to get from acting gigs, which I quite miss. And man, I, it, it hurts when people ask me now, Hey, have you gotten any acting gigs? Done any commercials or anything? Because to the best of my knowledge, those don't exist in Tulsa. And uh, if you know any different, please let me know. I don't know of any talent agencies. I know there's one casting director in fucking Norman, and that's hours away from me. 
so I instantly get depressed when people ask me about acting opportunities or if I'd had any gigs. So please don't ask that unless you have uh, some advice or a little clue for me because I I really miss that shit. Not just for the paycheck, but because I really enjoy the work. It makes me feel good. Regardless, I went back over what I did on this new website, Free Tax USA. I'm not sponsored by them or anything. I'm just um, sharing my experience here uh, as I've been recovering from this stomach bug, um, which pretty much had me incapacitated for a week. Um, I think TurboTax had been fucking me, is what I'm getting at. I would not be surprised, especially um, looking back at how uh, vague and confusing the language was on the website, TurboTax, and also looking at the kind of trouble they're in now and learning more about just what and who and how they have been lobbying I would not be surprised if, and it's not just me, but I would not be surprised if TurboTax has been for years fucking me around on my taxes and skimming off accumulative tens of thousands of dollars now. Because what I owe this year is even, even with the expansion of new deductions and credits and everything, it's a big difference. It's a big difference. So I don't think I've fucked up because I've rechecked my work again and again and again. I think TurboTax has been fucking me for years and I'm a little pissed off about that. Now we'll see at the end of the day after I finish filing my taxes and everything, we'll see if I get a letter from the IRS telling me to um, fix something to you know balance out some numbers or something. But other than that, other than that, I'm 75% sure that's not going to happen. I think I've been getting fucked for years. So yeah, yeah, extra work, stomach bug, taxes. But the good thing is spring has sprung. I have been so fucking like miserable and depressed for months. And I'm sure it has shown on the show. I mean, even the fact that one of the more recent episodes I started with, I've been thinking about suicide. Again, I've not been thinking about doing it. I've not been having ideation or anything like that. Just the subject. Because there has been suicides completed and attempted in my life. Not by me, but people near and dear to me. I've lost and almost lost. And just, it's a... um, it's an existential topic that I've thought about for um, over half my life now. It's just been a question on my mind. Um, but it's warmer now. It's more sunny. And goddamn, I feel so much better. I think my body was just shriveling because I have not experienced a, a winter as long as the one... Uh, we just went through in a long time. I've never, I haven't seen this much white in I don't know how long because we had like four, five snowstorms here in Oklahoma, on eastern Oklahoma. It's been whack. 
<laughs> and it's not always like this here, even. I can remember a few winters ago, it just felt like spring. I don't think it ever got lower than 60 degrees. And it was, you know, basically tornado season. Like I went to visit my parents one winter and it was just, we had to go down to the uh, storm shelter about six times in the span of four hours, maybe. It was wild. In the, in the middle of January, like the beginning of January, it should be cold then. Icy, you know, but no. But this was a long winter and I'm glad it's passed and man, I'm feeling so much better. Yesterday, uh, Emily and I went out for a, a fun, we had a very international day. We, um, we went to a Euromart first, and uh, they had um, all sorts of stuff, lots, lots of uh, Russian stuff. Uh, they have it, it's a small place, it's about the size of a bodega. It's basically a bodega with international foods, and they will have it organized with a little flag to tell you where, uh, you know, what region, what country these goods are from. And, um, you know, I was shopping around looking at everything, everything. And uh, there was like a blonde kid there. He must have been like 19 or something, maybe said hi. And I thought he might be an American or something. But this um, older couple, this like middle-aged couple comes in and starts speaking Russian. And the boy who was working, this blonde boy, starts uh, speaking Russian in return. I was like, oh, the kid's Russian. And they're having this conversation. And, and Emily and I, we, we pick out the stuff we want to get before we move on to the next market that we want to hit up. And um, we buy our stuff. And I had a thought. I had a thought that apparently Emily shared too, because once we had purchased our goods and returned to my car, Emily said, I really hope those people in this store are not getting like boycotted because of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine right now. And I said, you know, I was thinking the exact same thing as we were waiting behind this middle-aged couple to finish their little chat and buy their stuff. I really hope people are not shitting on them because, because they're Russian. Because, well, frankly, that would be fucked up. Not all Russians are Donald or Vladimir, Chucky, Putin, whatever, you know. Because people just do stupid fucking shit. They, they want to hate the entire country. These sanctions are hurting fucking sex workers and everybody else that have nothing to do with the invasion, nothing to do with the war, you know, these regular fucking people, you know? Reminds me of when I was holed up in that fucking hotel in the ice storm in Texas and seeing pictures of, like, you know, people finding frozen bodies on, on the sidewalks and stuff, frozen, like, frozen homeless people, dead. And then looking on Twitter and seeing the likes of... Um, someone who lost a lot of respect, a lot of my respect, um, Stephen King saying stuff like, well, you voted for Trump and, and uh, that one guy, this is what you get. <laughs> you want to keep voting for them? <laughs> Fucking liberals saying that kind of shit. Um, it really doesn't help and it's not good and it's uh, damaging. But, you know, liberals and conservatives, same thing. That's what they do. That's what they do. Now, um, I will say, 
One of the things I got from that international store, though, was this soda. It's a British soda, albeit it was made in the Netherlands, but it's a British soda. I think the brand was called Ben Shaw, and it was Dandelion and Burdock. Now, I I like to make my own teas. I'm a little witchy. I'm a a warlock. And uh, so I, I know a little bit about roots and herbs and stuff like that. And so I was a little curious about this. I was like, is this just going to be kind of a grassy kind of a soda, carbonated beverage or something? No, this drink, this, this dandelion and burdock carbonated beverage turned out to be one of the best sodas I have ever had in my life. Personally, I loved it. It was like a cross between a cola and a root beer. Now, you may, you might not. If if you're if you're an adventurous, if you're a foodie like me, uh, you may not think that's gross. But you know, if you're a little apprehensive about it and think that sounds like a, a, a nasty combination, it's not. It's better than you're thinking. I guarantee it. It tasted so goddamn good, and it was so refreshing. So I think it I think it was Ben Shaw, like the actor from Perfume. I'm pretty sure that's his name too. Um, Dandelion and Burdock soda was fantastic. And uh, and then after that, I went to this place called uh, Japanese slash Korean Market. Like that's literally what it's called, Japanese slash Korean Market. And this place was a little bigger. This was like a small grocery store kind of a thing, but bigger than a bodega. Hold on, let me take another drink of water. So we went to Japanese slash Korean market, I think is what it's called, market or mart. And uh, I got some um, miso paste, got some um, bean paste, Korean bean paste, um, and some toasted sesame oil for stir fry tofu, etc. Uh, and I got some tofu and we got some various snacks. And um, I'm only getting rice from this store from now on because the regular grocery stores I go to, rice has been hard to come by for some reason. And it's also really expensive. If it's not like complete shit rice, it's really expensive. And I like getting short grain rice also labeled as sushi rice. I like getting the short grain. I just, oh, I like the way it is. Sticky, smaller, fun. Like my cum. <laughs> uh, the variety, the amount, and certainly the price of rice at this store, best I've seen so far. I mean, I was seeing bags of short grain, good quality short grain rice that were like two or three times the size for cheaper than what you would get a a half or a third size of short grain rice at a regular grocery store. So anything Asian, be it noodles, dashi, uh, uh, snacks, dumplings, whatever else, I'm going to that store from now on. I liked it. It was clean. The prices were fantastic. The variety of food was great. And they had all sorts of fun snacks. Um, we got a couple Korean snacks too. Emily got a um, tempura seaweed barbecue 
uh, snacks. We haven't opened that one up yet. I'm sure it's going to be good. And I wanted some too, but she was like, get something different so we can both try it out. So I saw one. It was um, like uh, shrimp, kind of flavored shrimp, spicy puffs, like crunchy puffs. And I was like, all right, let's, let's check this out. Get back open up some some more snacks from Euromart, eat a little bit of chocolate. And then I uh, open up the the uh, shrimp, the shrimp puffs. Now, I didn't expect it to be actual shrimp, and it wasn't, although there's actual shrimp in it. But let me tell you, when I opened the bag, it smelled like cat food. It smelled like fish, fish cat food. And uh, I was like, oh, that is intense. I had Emily take a sniff, and she recoiled as well. And I was like, okay, all right, maybe it's just the smell. Let me take a bite of one of these. So I pop one of these crunchy puffs into my mouth, and, uh, well, it, it tasted like it smelled, and I was not into it. Um, I had one, and again, I'm an adventurous eater. I like to experiment, try new things. This I was not a fan of. I had one bite and I said, this is not going to get any better. It's just going to, you know, compound upon itself. So I threw it out. I I asked Emily, I was like, should I hang on to this? And she took a whiff and didn't want to bite and said, I think maybe, I think maybe this one's a loss. So I um, feel wasteful. I'm sorry, but I tossed out the bag. It was I was not a fan of that. Um, I'm apparently uh, too much of a dumb, unworldly hick, (laughs) white American to uh, like that. And even after, for minutes afterward, I could still, because you know, you know, smell and taste are linked together. This whole olfactory system is all linked. That one puff that I had the smell and the flavor to just this extremely uh, dense, spunky um, shrimp flavor slash smell just kept wafting in my mouth, in my tongue, in my sinuses for minutes afterwards. Now, um, it it did eventually subside, but uh, I won't be having that, but I look forward to the tempura seaweed because I like barbecue sauce. I like tempura and I like seaweed. And I also like the dinner we had, which was brownies. Um, if you're ever in Tulsa, go to this place called brownies. They make their own root beer. It is fantastic. If you like root beer, even if you don't like root beer, you might like this one. It is so goddamn good. And uh, there's like this Asian family that runs this one. So this is just a f- Saturday. Yesterday, the 26th, was a full international experience in Tulsa. And I must say, I am surprised at how international this town is. Saw Russian people at a Euromart. There are so many international stores. And fuck, I remember even... When I was in grad school at Oklahoma State in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is kind of a fucking podunk cow town, um, there was like one or two Asian marts there and boba tea and stuff. 
there are international stores in places you really would not expect from Oklahoma. And um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure this is nothing new for Tulsa. It's just, I've never lived here. I've been here. I've spent a shit ton of time here as I was growing up, seeing friends, partying, yada, yada. But there are a shit ton of international marks and an international community here. I mean, I know a bunch of, I think, Afghan refugees were just, just came to Oklahoma. And I really hope, I, I, I see these families often walking on the sidewalk, taking the buses and stuff. And I really, really hope that people are not bullying them and heckling them and being racist because that's fucked up. And we don't, no one needs that. Personally, I think the idea of borders and countries and money are fucking stupid. I'm all about a moneyless, classless, stateless society. What does that make me? A communist. <laughs> because we're all on this fucking earth together. And we're all people. If you've traveled, if you've been open to new experiences, you learn very soon that people are the same everywhere. People are just people. And we all share this planet together. And um, I feel it would be a lot more mature, wise, just, and right for us citizens of planet earth to be to be one you know star trek star trek man that's what i'm all about let's see it's been about 40 minutes now shit i didn't even get to talk about batman i wanted to talk about batman i saw the new batman movie um uh Two Saturdays ago, as of now, I saw it the Saturday before St. Patrick's Day. And I must say, this is my favorite live-action Batman movie thus far. However, I, I'm not counting the uh, Batman and Batman Returns. I'm not counting in the, the Tim Burton movies because I feel those don't really fit. They're their own thing. I mean, that's a whole different genre. That's just Tim Burton when Tim Burton movies were good. Uh, so I don't count those. But everything after that, this one was by far the Batman. 2022 is by far my favorite live action Batman movie, even compared to the Nolan movies. And I think that's what I'm going to talk about in the bonus episode. I thought I might talk about some career stuff. <laughs> <laughs> funny things I've done in my career, but I think I'm going to talk about Batman instead in the bonus episode. So if you want to be around for that, if you want to hear my reasons for why I'm not a huge fan of the Christopher Nolan Batmans, you know, and again, you can't really compare the um, uh, Heath Ledger's Joker that can't fit in there either, but the movies as a whole, the trilogy as a, as a uh, overarching thing, as the whole product, um, I was never that big of a fan of it. They're well-made, they're great movies, but they're, they're not really Batman movies to me. I'll talk about that in the bonus episode. If you want to catch that, 
Uh, and if you want to help support the show, please become a patron at patreon.com slash that thing with James. It's just five bucks for a, a five bucks a month and you get access to bonus content. Um, one new bonus episode every week that, that I'm recording that I'm not sick. Um, there are, I think I'm like about at 40 now. I'm like right almost up to 40 bonus episodes now. And also, uh, it, it just, it helps. So, so if you want to support the show at patreon.com slash that thing with James, um, I could also always use your help because this is a one man show. Um, I could use your help harvesting content, you know, articles, videos, memes, topics to riff on, whatever. Um, help me harvest content, send questions you'd like me to answer on the show, email those stuff, email those things to me at thatthingwithjames at gmail.com. Another place you can share that stuff is at my subreddit, r slash thatthingwithjames. And you can find me on social media, mainly Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. My handle on all three is at James J. Asher. And one more time, if you want to, support the show at patreon.com slash that thing with James. So if you want to do that, then you can stick around and hear my reasons for why, why Batman is my favorite superhero and why this new Batman movie is my favorite live action Batman movie. The best thing since the mask of the phantasm. All right. I love you. I'll catch you next time. Bye.